Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another segment of Conversations with Carter. For this particular segment, I will be solo. I do not have a guest on today. But this particular podcast episode, I'm going to try to keep it short. But it came from one of my listeners wanting me to dive in more into one of the situations that I shared on uh, my previous podcast about boundaries and my experience with dating um, dating guys in the gay community and just dating in general. Um, and they wanted to know more about a particular, um, situation for me. Um, so I decided to try to dive in more into that particular situation and my experience with that. So good morning to you. Good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Um, I hope that when you guys listen to this, that it will find you in good health. One of the things I want to say is ignoring red flags because we want to see the good in people will cost us later. Um, Sometimes we have such a tendency of doing that. Ignoring those, you know, signs (laughs) is what will mess up everything. You know, ignoring those signs is what's going to cost us later by trying to see the good in people. So for this particular segment, um, I think I'm going to call it um, ignoring the red flags. So, uh, this person had more questions on my situation with this guy that was in my house. Um, this, I guess you can say single parent. Uh, he's not really single because he does have, uh, you know, um, an ex-wife who, you know, she, she does help take care of the kids. Maybe not the way that he would like for her to, um, but he always considered himself a single parent. So that's why I'm going with, um, single parent. I guess everyone has a different definition of being a single parent, but, uh, you know. Um, So, again, ignoring the signs or ignoring the red flags, um, that's this podcast uh, segment title. So, diving into that situation, I had originally met this guy. Actually, not even met this guy. I started speaking to him on one of those dating apps. Um... I think at the time when I started speaking to him, I paid him no mind. I do have different, I am on different um, apps. Um, However, on most of those apps I'm on, I'm very direct about what I'm looking for. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, what's the point of filling out all of this? Who reads all of this? I still fill it out um, to the best of my ability. And when someone hits me up, I refer them to it. They can either read what I have on there, ignore me, whatever the case is. So I think... You know, um, before actually meeting him, we have first spoke of maybe, I think at that time it was like a year before we actually, um, spoke again and met. And I don't know what it was, but he, um, he, he, the conversation just didn't continue the first time when we initially started speaking, which again was via one of those, um, dating apps. Um, and so when he... The second time when he reached out to me, which, I, yeah, was a year after, I didn't even remember who he was, truth be told, um, because I don't really pay attention to anyone on those apps. Um, so, you know, this time he was more consistent. And one of the things that I always do when I'm speaking to someone and it comes to those apps, I am not quick to give out my number. Um, I will refer someone to my Instagram faster than anything else um, before I would uh, my Facebook, my Twitter my Tumblr, um, 
it's always my Instagram because I am also on Instagram a lot more. And for me, it's a safer platform. And if a person really wants to get to know me, you know, unlike most people sometimes that, you know, they post stuff on social media and they're nowhere close to what their posts um, or it may be an illusion. Um, a lot of the stuff that I post is my thoughts, um, things that I agree with, um, things that I've experienced. So to me, you get a better sense of who I really am from my post and from my Instagram. So if anybody wants to know me, that's where I refer them to. You know, so <clears throat> he would constantly um, communicate via Instagram. Um, I taught him that you can send voice notes to each other. So we would communicate like that. And it was all good and everything. You know, I, I, I told him, you know, for sure, I'm looking to settle down. You know, I'm open to um, friends. I would like to start a friendship first before anything else. And I don't recall how long it was we were talking before we met, but he wanted to be spontaneous. And I'm a person like I uh, like to plan stuff out, but I also have my moments where I'm spontaneous. So he was like, oh, we should meet up today. I was like, you know what? Sure. How about this particular time? Because I was doing other things, but, you know, it was like, I don't, I'm not going to just drop what I'm doing because I do have responsibilities. So I was like, okay, we can meet up this time, you know, do whatever I had to do, met him. So, you know, when I met him, everything seemed cool. He seemed cool as a person. And um, I believe it was like on a Sunday or something we met up. And, you know, he was nice. He he decided to treat me to um, some ice cream. That's all I was willing to do was meet for some ice cream and um, head back home. However, he um, he wanted to <clears throat> to spend more time with me, and I guess he was hungry, so he decided, hey, let's grab a bite. So we did that, and you know everything seemed cool. Like he listened, as if like as if the what I was talking about was like air itself. Like you needed it to breathe. Um, yeah, I think that was a Sunday. And so I think uh, off of that meet and greet, and that's what I always call the meet and greets. When I, whenever I meet someone for the first time, for me, it's a meet and greet because that's what I'm doing. I'm meeting you, <laughs> I'm greeting you, and that's going to be it. Um, and I think either the day after or two days after, he decided, well, um, yo, you know, I really enjoyed this, you know, this individual. So I was down to meet. Um, this time, you know, which for me is something that, um, to me, it's an honor or a privilege for me to let anyone into my space. Because again, you know, there are boundaries and I feel like coming into a person's space, um, that should be their place of peace. Um, so, you know, he came by, we hung out, um, I got drunk. I guess he didn't get drunk. He probably was buzzed. Sometimes I could be a lightweight. I mean, we just had a good time. We watched TV. We listened to music. Uh, I spoke to his friends, which to me was way too fast to be speaking to his friends. I'm not going to say that was a red flag. But, you know, things was going pretty decent. Um, but there were signs. There were signs. You know, like I said, I believe it was a Sunday we met. I believe it was a Monday or a Tuesday we hung out, and then I believe later on that week, um, I feel like we hung out a few times that week, but I know definitely later on that week, um, we had planned to 
go out to eat. So I was taking him out to eat. He was supposed to meet me at the place or or meet me at my house and then we go together. Um, and, you know, he was late. Uh, and he claimed it was a situation where something was wrong with his car, I believe it was. D- don't quote me because this, again, when I tell you guys these stories, it isn't something that I'm dealing with right then and there. So sometimes some of the details might be a little bit fuzzy. So um, he was late. His sister dropped him off. You know, I took him out to eat. It was my treat because I wanted to treat him. Um, but when he came, he also came with a backpack. And I'm just like, why is he here with a backpack? Like, you know, in the back of my head. Because um, I didn't know him that well. This is like a week. Um, a week or two into talking. I believe it was just a week. And to me, that's already a red side. Or a red flag. You know, for someone you just met, like, I mean, I know everybody is different, but again, you don't really know a person that well where it's like, okay, I just met you, uh, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, a few days ago, um, and now you're already packing bags to come spend the night at my house for the weekend. Um, To me, that's a red flag because you don't know this person. You don't just want to be having anyone sleeping over at your house. Matter of fact, you don't want to have just anyone coming into your house anyway in general. Um, cause I do believe people come into your house with auras, spirits, whatever you want to call it. People come into your environment with things already attached to them. So, um, you know, okay, cool. <clears throat> I went with the flow. Um, and for me, I think the reason why I ignored certain red flags or certain things that goes against the boundaries that I would normally place is because I'm so used to running into people that's like, You got to learn to go with the flow because dot, 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 dot. And the thing is, when people say that to you, there's nothing wrong with going with the flow if it's comfortable to you. If it's not comfortable to you, do not go with the flow because there's a reason why your spirit wouldn't allow things to happen like that. Like going with the flow should be a natural thing. No one should have to tell you to go with the flow. You should just naturally feel it. I've been in situations where I've gone with the flow and it was natural and whatever. Um... But, you know, this time I'm like, I'm going to go with the floor. I don't know this guy like this. He brought a bag, you know. And, and, you know, I even said, well, how are you getting back home? Because that's how I was wondering. Like, how you pop up at my house with a bag? You didn't. We didn't plan ahead of time for you to stay the weekend because I don't know you from Adam and Eve. So to me, that's a red flag. Um, So you just took it upon yourself to pack a bag to come to my house. So, again, going with the flow. So now, um... You know, I have a guest room. And most of the time, I point people into my guest room. I'll be like, oh, no, you're going into my guest room. However, I was just going with the flow. And going with the flow was letting down my walls, not respecting my boundaries. And I allowed him to sleep in the same bed with me. And so I'm trying to sleep. And it's late at night. And he's on the phone having a whole conversation, full-blown conversation, loud and everything, as if I'm not sleeping. To me, that was a red flag, because if I go into somebody else's environment, if I'm in somebody else's house, if I'm in somebody else's bed, even if I'm not, let's just say I'm with that person, I, I, I live with my, my partner, my spouse, and they're sleeping. I find it rude and disrespectful that while they're sleeping, to be in the bed, loud on the phone, now, sometimes people whisper, and it's okay. You think the person's sleeping. But if you know that you're a loud person, and, you know, whether it's your partner, your spouse, 
a friend and they're sleeping or trying to get their sleep. That is so rude to be on the phone having a full-blown conversation knowing, okay, well, this individual work, whatever, Monday through Friday, you know, in the mornings, maybe nighttime, they have a day off, they want to sleep, and you're just laying next to them all having this full-blown conversation. So that right there to me was a red flag because that showed me that this person is inconsiderate and they only think about themselves. Because to me, a person that's considerate and aware of their environment, aware of other people, would have never done that so you know um i think i had lashed out at him actually about it like yo i'm trying to sleep you know and i'm not a perfect person i'm not always going to be namaste you know um especially when it comes to certain things when it comes to stuff to me that should be considered common sense or stuff to me that would be considered having manners um and not saying that it's right when i don't be namaste or calm about it um but I'm also human, and, and you know, there's things that I'm working on, but I definitely can be a person that lashes out. Um, and, you know, in that same situation, when he finally went to sleep, I woke up. Now, mind you, this is my house, my room. And I had phone calls to make, phone calls to return, voice messages to get back to. That was like Saturday morning. And I leave my room and go downstairs into my living room to take phone calls and return phone calls. Now, each person has a different perspective on things. Someone might sit there and be like, oh, you went down there to be sneaky because you didn't want him to hear what you had to say. Actually, to some degree, that statement's right. I did go downstairs because I didn't want him to hear what I had to say. Not because I was being sneaky. One, because he was sleeping. And two, I don't know him like that, so he shouldn't even be sleeping in my bed. Nor do I want him in my conversations on whatever it was. Most likely it was speaking to family, which I don't I don't know you, so I don't want you in my family business, whatever we're discussing. And honestly, just out of respect, knowing this person is sleeping, I don't want to wake them up. So to me, that's showing uh, a level of um, awareness and concern about other people. And even in a way, boundaries. Respecting the fact that someone's sleeping. I'm respecting a particular boundary that's like an unsaid boundary of somebody sleeping. He shouldn't have to tell me, please don't. Even if he's a hard sleeper, a heavy sleeper. You know, um, <clears throat> so that was one thing. You know, uh, along with getting to know him, the more he would come over to my house, the more I felt like he would overstep those boundaries, which to me, again, is a red flag. When someone comes into your house and they do not live there, they do not share the space with you, and even if they did, when you live together, you guys have to come together um, to draw a line in the sand, basically, on how you guys want to cohabitate together. And even more so when you are a stranger in somebody else's house or you're trying to get to know someone, but he would take over. And I, and I find this a lot of times with people, like, as much as I want to be a good host and I want people to be comfortable... To me, there's a, 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 a point where when you're getting to know a person and being comfortable where there's just certain things you don't do because you don't live there or you don't know the person long enough. So he was already very comfortable. He was already comfortable with just going into my refrigerator. He was already comfortable with sitting here and um, not respecting the fact that I was sleeping and being on the phone. Um, and, you know, I remember even when he would use my bathroom. I'm a very particular person. Anyone that meets me, uh, I think a lot of people 
don't believe me when I tell them I'm a neat person. I like stuff a certain way. Until they come into my environment and be like, damn, dude, you, you really do have issues. And to some people, you know, what I require or the way I live my life might be an issue for them because that's not how they live their life. So perfect example with this guy. He would use my bathroom, barely flush the toilet, clog up the toilet, um when he would brush his teeth i'm one of those people like if i use the, the sink whether it's the kitchen sink the bathroom sink to brush my teeth wash my hands do a pot water gets on the counter i dry it up there's just something about a wet counter to me it's like uh-uh this needs to be dried up i even had a conversation with my parents about that once because i couldn't think where did i get this concept from that when the counter is wet the top of the counter the top of the sink is wet you dry it off and I just could not remember where I got that concept from. And I asked my parents, I said, so when you guys go wash your hands or do dishes or brush your teeth um, and the top of the sink is wet or the top of the counter, do you guys just leave it? And both my parents look at me at the same time like, no, we dry that. And for my parents to be um, two different individuals, like their, their character is completely different two different characters two different like personalities and there's just certain things for them that's a common um practice behavior i was like wow and then i was like you know what y'all messed me up because people think i'm crazy when i gotta ask them to dry off the top of my sink or the counter um you know and for him he found like that was an issue then as i continued to get to know this guy you know he would say things already like he loved me I don't even think we knew each other for a month. To me, that's a red flag. Now, I do believe that you can love a person's personality like you just met a person that's like, damn, I, I love your personality or I love this about you. But the type of love he meant was completely different. Now, you know, if someone asked me to this day, do I love him? I grew to love him because of, you know, consistently interacting with him you know he became a part of my life that's why i don't understand even sometimes when people talk to people and they're no longer talking to those people how they could forget about those people or how they could move on so fast because to me i do get an attachment from getting to know people um whether it's a friendship whether it's you know something that i hope to go deeper but um you know then he wanted me to meet his mother and to me all of that like within a month of knowing each other you're moving way too fast you don't even want to be my friend first he already wanted to move into a relationship he already was telling his friends that i was his boyfriend and we were not in a relationship we were casually dating getting to know each other and he already was telling people i'm his boyfriend he's in a relationship that's a red flag that is a red flag you don't have to agree with me about that but i'm telling you it is a red flag if someone does not want to take the time to get to know you as a person and build a friendship first before trying to jump into a relationship with you, it is a red flag. The friendship portion of a relationship is very, very, very important because by you sitting there and moving into the friendship part of building that relationship, you get to learn a lot of things about a person before moving into the relationship that you would not know if you just jump into a relationship. And sometimes I think that's why people are in and out of relationships because they just jump into it without knowing a person. You you dating a goddamn stranger. That's what you're doing. You are dating a stranger. When you just jump into a relationship, you are dating a stranger. Now, yes, you can talk to a person for months, years, whatever the case may be, 
and not fully know them, but at least you have a good just of the individual. I also always believe that it's important when talking to people that you hang out with them in different environments. You hang out with them one-on-one because you want to see how they are when it's just you and, and them. You hang out with them around their family, their friends in different settings, whether it's a movie theater, a museum, a club, a bar, um, a gathering. So you can see different sides of this person to know whether or not, is this someone that I can deal with? Is this someone that I can see myself with? Instead of jumping into a full-blown relationship. So to me, that was a sign that he already was saying he loves me, that he already wanted me to meet his mom. Then, you know, he was very... I don't want to say possessive, but he was. He was possessive of my time. You know, um, whenever I had to get off the phone to make another phone call with someone else, it was a problem. And this was in the beginning stages. Um, I'm a person, I love a communicator. I love to sit here. If you're a person that I am sitting here and I'm getting to know, to, to move on to being in a relationship with you, I do expect us to communicate every day throughout the day. But what I don't expect is for me to hog up your time or for you to hog up my time as if you don't have other people in your life. That To me, that's unhealthy. Just like being around someone you're in a relationship with almost 24-7, that's, that, that's unhealthy too because people need their own time. They need their own individual time, you know, with their friends, their family, and even with their partner. You know, um, so it's unhealthy when people are in a relationship or getting to know each other and they're always up under each other. Now, we do know the beginning stages, the honeymoon stages. That's how it is. That's okay. That's all fine and dandy. Um, But after a while, it can't be like that. Um, You know, so, you know, another red flag was when I would hear the way the discussions he had for me. His discussions was not fruitful. I'm a person that I'm always trying to work on self-improvement, on being a better person, you know, seeing the glass as half um, full opposed to half empty. And I would hear the way he would speak with his friends, which is not for me. Like, my friends and I are different. Everyone's friendship is different. Everyone talks different with their friends. But the way he did, it just wasn't for me. And the way that I would hear him talk with his ex-wife, He would mention how his ex-wife is his best friend and in the same breath be like, this bitch ain't no good. She was never a good mother. Oh, but that's my best friend. We're good friends. And, you know, he's like, we were friends first before we got married. I understand all of that. However, I cannot be friends with someone that's toxic. Like people think the length of time of knowing a person means they should be in your life or they should be friends. I have people that I've known for 20 years that their friendship wasn't going anywhere, it wasn't fruitful, it was toxic, whatever the case may be, and I I had to cut it off because it was serving no purpose. To me, when you keep around somebody in your life that either pacifies your toxic ways or only looks out for you when it's beneficial to them, that's not a friend. And I realized with him and his baby mom, when him and I would get into situations, because this is the type of person I am. When I get into situations, I want to talk about it. And then there's times I don't want to talk about it. And the reason why is because certain situations, when you have to talk about it over and over and over and you're not getting any results, to me it's like, why keep on beating the horse over the head? 
if I'm telling you this bothers me, if I'm telling you this annoys me, if I'm telling you that this doesn't make me feel good and I have to tell you it 10 times and we're adults, after a while, the next time that topic comes up, I'm going to be like, hey, I don't want to talk about it. Or if I'm talking to you, you're not open to understanding me. You don't have to agree with me. But if you're a person that you're not open to hear and understand somebody else, what they're saying, why should they sit there and put out so much energy having that discussion with you? So I'm one of those people where I pick my battles. If I feel like I'm not being heard, you do not have to agree with me. But if I feel like I'm not being heard, I'm not going to continue wasting my breath. If I feel like I'm in a toxic relationship or a toxic situation, I'm not going to waste my energy. I'm going to walk away. And so many times with this guy, it would be so toxic the way he would talk to me, the things he would do. You know, I'm even ashamed to say this um, because to him, it's playing, but that's how it starts. People try to test you where, you know, I had a house full of people and no one was really in the room that we were in, in the living room. Um, I think most of the people were outside. Um, yeah, I think most of the people was outside in the backyard. And he sat there and he choked me up. He held me by my neck and he said something like, I don't know whether it's like, you're going to listen to me. And I pushed his hand off me like, no, you're, you're not going to do that to me. And even though he may have been playing something, like, oh, he was playing. That's how people test you to see how far they could go with abusing their power or abusing you or trying to control you, you know, uh, or to me, this also to me was also a sign of um, there would be things about me that he would be like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like when you dress like that. Well, who are you? One, you're not my man. Two, you're not my parent. Three, I'm not changing the way I dress because you don't like it. This is how you met me. Take it or leave it. Now, if I was sitting there dressing like a bum and I think everybody who knows me, I think I do a pretty decent job, you know, the way I dress. I'm like, I'm not a fashion forward person. But I think I could throw an outfit together and look decent. So, you know, to me, it would be one thing if I was dressing in rags and holes. And he's like, look, you got to do better. You know, you can't be leaving the house with a wrinkled shirt or holes in it or stains. And that would be different. But to come for me for my style because you don't like it, that's a no-no. You're not going to control my individuality the way I express myself. You know, um, to me, that's a problem. That's a sign. You know, another sign to me was the fact that he would always talk about how different he was from other guys, but he was lazy. I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I don't want to say I'm a handyman, but there's just certain things I get joy out of doing myself or trying to, whether that might be planting stuff in the garden, whether that might be putting furniture together, whether that might be uh, moving things around in my house. I'm one of those people. Now, the person I date does not have to be one of those people, but I think it's important when a person takes an interest in the person they're talking to and even their friends are interested in what their friends like. Like, I'm one of those people. I have a friend. He comes over every so often. And, you know, they always say people make time for what's important to them. So sometimes, every time I, this one particular friend comes over, he... Um, he comes over on the days that I'm cleaning. I like to clean on the weekend. Sometimes I clean throughout the week so that way when the weekend comes and I'm off, I don't have that much cleaning to do. So, you know, he'd be like, oh, Carter, um, yeah, I wanted to know what you're doing today. And I'll be like, well, today I got some chores to do. And I'm like, however, you can always come by. And, you know, he'll come by and, 
you know, I'll sit there and spend time with him, but he also knows ahead of time that I had chores to do, and he respects that. He respects my boundaries. He respects that I have a life, and, you know, I'm not going to change my life just because of him. Now, I can tweak things, which tweaking things is not putting off my chores for another day. Now, sometimes I may do that depending on what the chores are, how I feel, or what the situation is, but, you know, with this particular friend, he comes by, and he'll be like, oh, I'll help you. To me, that is important. When you have friends like that or you're talking to someone like that or dating someone that is fully willing to help you with what you're doing because it's like, okay, you know I have chores. You want to hang out with me. You're willing to help me. That, to me, is awesome. However, with this guy that I was talking to, what he would do is, well, I'm here, so you need to just sit down. I'm not hosting I'm not I'm not hosting the party. Now, if I was hosting a gathering, you know, matter of fact, even hosting a gathering, I'm the type of person when I'm hosting a a gathering, I'm still cleaning up behind people. So I'm mixing, I'm mingling, I'm talking to people while cleaning, making sure everybody goes, do you need some more water? Do you want some more juice? Do you want another glass of wine? Oop, cleaning up a spill. Somebody threw something on the Oop, let me sweep that up. That's the type of, that's the type of host I am. But I'm not going to go MIA. Um, now, if you're a person who you're coming to visit me and we have that friendship, I'm not going to sit up under you. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. What am I supposed to do? Sit at your feet? I'm not going to do that. Um, But with him, he always wanted me to drop everything. And it seems like he wanted me to cater to him. He wanted me to cook for him. He wanted me to do all of this. That's nice and everything. But you're not my man. We're still in a talking phase. Two, ahead of time, I already tell people this. I can cook. However, I'm not a fan of cooking. I don't like cooking. And for you to sit there and try to make me cook for you, knowing that this isn't something that I like to do, I feel like now you're still not respecting my boundaries. And that's a sign because you just want stuff your way instead of sitting here and compromising when, okay, you know, you can cook. You want to come to my house. You expect me to feed you. Um, I'm comfortable enough where, oh, you want to cook for the both of us? There's the kitchen. Have at it. Um, But you're not going to force me into doing something that I don't find joy doing. I just don't. I don't find joy out of cooking. At one point in time, I did. I used to cook all the time. When uh, my last relationship, I used to cook all the time for that guy. Um, We used to cook for each other. We used to cook with each other. When my brother lived with me, I used to cook for him. When my sister lived with me, I used to cook for her. I used to cook. I had a a co-worker who became a friend. When she stayed with me for a few months until she got back on her feet, I would cook. I would share the food with her. Um, I've had gatherings where I've cooked and shared food Thanksgiving. So it isn't, oh, I can't cook. I just don't like cooking. So to me, you know, that's also a sign or a red flag and also respecting boundaries when a person doesn't like to do something for you trying to constantly push them to do it. Um, And some people might be like, well, what about cleaning? The person don't like cleaning. Now, that's a whole completely different story because you need to learn how to clean up behind yourself as an adult. Um, Going back to the other signs is uh, just the the conversation. You know, um, I realized... For me, another red flag would be when he would push my buttons. Like, I would sit there and we would have a discussion, and I'm calm. I'm always calm. You know, a lot of people always say I'm easy to talk to. Um, They love having conversations with me. And I have people that actually come to me for advice, and we have cool conversations. Um, You know, one of my best friends, friends, I love having conversations with him because even when we disagree, we know how to talk to each other. You know, we're not violent. We're not aggressive. With this guy, you know, 
he would sit here and he would push my buttons to the point. And this is how I realized this isn't healthy for me. And this is why I choose my battles and I walk away. And he always would be like, oh, you're a runner. You're a track star. You know, um, because he would say, I'm running. I'm not even in a relationship with you. So there ain't nothing for me to stay. Um, but he would push my buttons and not respect my boundaries. And I would be like, you know, what? I'm not doing this. You, you need to go home. And he said, oh, so you kicking me out. You kicking me out. Sir, you don't live here. Sir, you're not respecting my boundaries. That's a red flag that when you're not respect, when someone's not respecting your boundaries and you tell them, look, and you put down your foot, look, you're not respecting my boundaries. You're making me feel uncomfortable. I'm not doing this argument with you. Um, you have to go. And they try to make it seem like that's a problem. No, 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 no. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. Not all conversations or discussions need to happen right then and there. Sometimes we need to walk away from a situation, calm down, cool ourselves off, and then sit there and, you know, revisit it. Um, you know, so he was a person that he would push my buttons all the time. When I wanted to have healthy discussions and conversations, it would be like, oh, he's not hearing me. He's not listening. He would say something like, that's bullshit. He wouldn't respect my view, my opinion. And when I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to respect my my view or my opinion and you're not even going to try to hear me, well, I don't want to have this discussion. Or if you're going to sit here and be one-sided, I'm not going to have this discussion. And, you know, I would allow him because I also believe in that thing where no one can do anything to us without our permission. And so I would give him the permission to get me all riled up where when face-to-face conversations wasn't working. Now, here I am texting and texting aggressively. And he learned the key to ignore via texting, not face-to-face, but via texting. Um, So he would have all these text messages of me cursing him out and him not saying anything back to me when it was his actions in person or over the phone. Because I'm going to tell you now, I'm not a perfect person. I'm one of those people. If we're having a discussion over the phone and you hang up on me, guess what? You get in a whole bunch of text messages, whether you respond or not. That's the type of person he is. You know, last time I had a conversation with him, he um, closer to like when everything was done and over with, he hung up the phone on me because the conversation was him not trying to take responsibility for the situation when... um, he was at my house with his kids and he didn't respect um, the boundaries of I don't want your child sleeping in my bed. I said, no, she cannot. And you still bring your child into my room and food. When I said, you know, I there's no food eaten in my room. You So you, you disrespected me by not following the rules of my house where I pay bills um, to bring food into my room, to bring your child into my room. And when I confronted you with that, You got verbally aggressive with me. You got, in a way, physically aggressive because now your finger is in my face. And when I'm like, well, you're not going to talk to me like this. And now I'm on the defense because you're sitting here really now being really disrespectful and in front of your child and under my roof. So, of course, I'm going to say, you know, either you got to go. That's not me kicking you out. I'm giving you choices to me kicking somebody out as you take their shit. You throw it out the house, you give them no choice. Um, it's either you got to go, I'm going to have somebody come over here, or I'm calling the cops. And 
you know, for him, he goes, that's why nobody's ever going to be with you. Well, that's the thing. I don't care about somebody being with me or not if they cannot respect my boundaries or my wishes when it comes to being under my roof. Now, if we live together and let's say somebody moves in with me, we have to compromise on things. It can't just be my way because it's my house or because I was living here first. But when you're a guest in someone's house, even if you're dating them, even if you're their friend, you have to respect their wishes. That is a red sign, a red flag when someone does not respect somebody else's wishes and boundaries in their own environment. That's rude. You know, I think I mentioned on the previous podcast that even, um, you know, I don't even turn a person's radio in their car. I know a lot of people do it. People don't have there's people who don't have an issue with someone sitting there just changing the station. That's okay. I'm not saying that's anything wrong. If you have friends or people in your life that don't care when they're listening to something for you to sit there and change the station without asking permission or being like, hey, can I change the station? Hey, can I listen to this song? That's okay. But the way I was raised, that you have to respect other people's property, that you have to respect other people's environment. So when I go into somebody's car, most of the time I don't even ask to change the station. Whatever they're listening to, because I listen to all sorts of music, all kind of music, different genre, you know, I'm cool with whatever they're listening to. Now, if they're listening to something and it's a good song and they're skipping to the next song, I'll be like, wait, I was listening to that. Can you turn it back? That's how I do. Because to me, that's that's part of respect. That's part of respecting boundaries. Um, you know, um, one of the other things, too, with this guy was, even in reference to his kids, his kids had lost... Um, my fire stick remote for one of my fire sticks and I couldn't find it and he was like well you probably should sit there and um you might as well buy a whole new fire stick because the remotes cost almost as close as the fire stick so guess what I bought a new fire stick I told him and I had bought a cover to go over the remote because it's a glow-in-dark um remote control cover so it makes it easy for you to find the remote. So I, I sent it to him saying, look, I bought a new fire stick and I got these. And I think that, you know, maybe this might help you if you get those covers for your remotes. Because he told me before that his kids always lose his remotes. Now, to me, you think he would have said them like, oh, you bought another fire stick. You know what? Let me give you half the money or replace the one that my kids lost the remote. Not a thing to me. That's a red flag. You do not take responsibility for the stuff your kids do. You do not take responsibility for yourself. Um, there was other situations where we got into arguments. Um, I'm one of those people. I will start off calm. Like, you know, let's talk about this. I will show, you know, this is why I feel this way. Dot, 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 dot. And he, um, you know, he would get more aggressive. And once someone gets aggressive with me, it's like you have to go. You have to go. You, I'm not allowing anybody to get aggressive with me in my face. I don't care where we are. In public, you're not doing that. Um, in my house, you're not doing that. You want to get aggressive in your environment? You could do that. Guess what? Because that's your environment. But guess what? I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm going to walk away. I'm not staying there. And so his biggest issue is me walking away. Walking away for him was an issue with me. Because um, he's like, oh, you're just going to walk away. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You know, um, to me, excuse me, to me, 
not every battle has to be fought. And depending on the person, you know, you don't want to be in a place where when you're having discussions with people, you can't freely express yourself and they can't freely express themselves. You know, um, I think for a person who went to school for social work, for a person who has been in human services and dealing with people for the longest, I've learned a lot of stuff on how to have healthy relationships. And when someone comes to me and tries to tell me that my way of, you know, handling a situation as healthy as possible is the wrong way, for one, I do get offended. Um, Especially if you're not showing me why it's not healthy. So one of the things he would do is when I wanted to have discussions, he would be like, you're a queer, you're soft, because I want to have healthy discussions. But now when he pushes my buttons and... I retaliate, whether it's through text, being verbally aggressive, or disrespectful, because sometimes it would be disrespectful, or rarely face-to-face disrespectful. Now it's, look at the way you treat me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But when I want to sit there and have a conversation... So you see, that, that to me is also a red flag, when a person twists things. And to me, he would twist things. You know, um... And... You know, just all the stuff that he brought in from his past relationship, 20 years of knowing his ex-wife. He would bring that into this phase of talking to me. And he would also let her manipulate him and be like, I think there was something, I did something for him. And... um, he didn't appreciate it. And she sat there and was like, well, I did this for you. Oh, I think it, it was uh, his birthday. I always do things for people for their birthday. Several people I do things for for their birthday. And um, I had got him cupcakes and candles to put on the cupcakes. I tried getting his favorite. I think it, I don't remember if it was red velvet or something like that was his favorite uh, cake. So I got red velvet cupcakes. Unfortunately, the cupcakes got messed up in my car, so I never gave them to him. Um, But, you know, I gave him a card. I I don't remember what else I gave him. A card, something else. Um, Took him out, I think, for drinks or whatever. Um, And food, I believe it was, for his birthday. But definitely, you know, balloons or whatever. Um, His ex-wife, when he saw her... She made it known, oh, see, look, I got you balloons, I brought the kids, uh, I got you a cake, he ain't shit. So you letting the same bitch that you talk about, and God forgive me, but the same bitch that you talk about, about she's a horrible mother, she makes a horrible partner say shit about me, as what I did isn't good enough. However, he complains so much about how much he does for her. They're no longer together, but he still pays the card note. They're no longer together, but... He sits there and, you know, has to give her gas money to come see the kids. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with helping your ex-wife. However, she's an adult. You're an adult. You can't be doing the same responsibilities or doing the same things for your ex, whether it's an ex-wife, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, that you did when you guys were in a relationship, especially if you're looking to move on. Those things has to change. Those things has to change. You can't keep on doing the same things you did for someone when you were in a relationship and you're trying to get into a new relationship and think it's okay. 
you know um i'm trying to think of some more things like I, I'm, I'm having a brain fart because this situation i think what i may have to do is start talking about current situations that go on in my life and having conversations on those so that way all the meat of the conversation can be there and and, and be fresh because i'm trying to think of all the other things um that was red flags in this situation um you know after a while when um i did meet his mom it's like he didn't want to come to my house anymore um he always wanted me to come there and to me even though he was like you know he wasn't comfortable in my house i could get it you're not comfortable because i'm placing boundaries but the funny thing was the same boundaries or most of the boundaries that i placed him living with his mom she placed those boundaries Another red flag going back was when he he had got into it with my sister and um, had nothing to do with me. My sister is overprotective of guys that I meet because she's always like, I'm meeting guys that just I deserve. I deserve better. I think all our relatives and friends are always going to say that we deserve better, um, depending on, you know, what that other individual brings to the table and how they treat us. And so he got into it with my sister. And because he got into it with my sister, when he left my house, he was like, well, let's see how much his house costs, how much he paid for his house. Um, and then he came back up and threw that in my face and was like, I can I can buy your house 10 times over. And it's like, OK, now this is a red flag because here it is. You live with your mother in a house that used to belong to your uncle. And. You come in for me because you got into a situation where my sister, at least I have my own house. At least I live on my own. I have multiple vehicles. I'm college educated. And that's another thing. You know, he went to school as well. You know, um, he's college educated. And, you know, he went to school, I believe he said, for finance. And you want to tell me who went to school for social work, how I should interact with people. Boo-boo. That's not your area of expertise. You stay to finances. And even though, you know, to me, you go to people for advice in whatever they're an expert at. However, I would not go to him for advice for finances because he would spend money like water just because he um, makes whatever X amount of dollars, whatever the case may be. But to me, that's also a red flag. Just because you make a lot of money don't mean... You know, you don't appreciate what you work for. Like, he would be the type of person that, you know, he buy a pair of shoes um, for his kids. He leaves them somewhere up. Oh, I'm just going to buy a new pair. Who the hell got money to do that? And you work in finances and you don't know the value of a buck. You're not rich. If you was rich, you wouldn't be living under your mom's roof. Like, I, I, I don't know. Um, to me, that's just weird. But, um, you know, a lot of the red flags was how controlling he was how he would try to manipulate situations, um, even how he was as a parent towards his kids. You know, um, a lot of people tell me kids would help you learn patience. You know, a lot of the times he would be a real pushover with his kids. And then when he would get upset, he would lash out verbally aggressively towards them and be like stupid, fat, like all these. To me, those are all red signs, all red signs. Um, but I am going to cut this short, um, and I'm still going to post this um, segment of this podcast. I don't feel like I did it any justice because, um, you know, I, I only did it because of a listener 
are reaching out to me to hear more about this. Um, but I would have preferred to sit down and actually get my thoughts organized. So maybe next time I might do another segment on red flags and talk about other situations besides this where I saw red flags and ignore them. So whenever you guys see red flags, please do not ignore them. You know, whether it is, you know, like sometimes we sit there and we ignore these flags, um, these red flags because we let loneliness, desperation um, make us ignore these these flags, which, you know, at the end of the day, all it does is it hurts us, you know, worse than we were already hurting, or it sets us back more than we were already set back. So pay attention to those red flags, pay attention to those signs, listen to your inner voice, your intuition. Sometimes, not all the time, your friends aren't always right, but sometimes you even have to listen to your friends because sometimes people can show us things because they're sitting on the sidelines and they can see what we don't see. Um, And then other times, you know, people just say things because out of jealousy, whatever the case may be. But always listen to your inner voice. Do not ignore those red flags. Do not. And thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting. I appreciate it. If there's any other topics that you want to hear my feedback on, any other um, advice you may need. um, If you want to know anything of any other experiences or situations I may be in. Just shoot me a message, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Spotify, wherever. Um, Thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoy this. Have a good day.